Christmas. I'm Linda. And add a happy new year to that, too. I'm Glenn. You're listening to the Christmas edition of Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast. I know we don't actually know when Christ was born, and historians, historians actually trace it to that time, be around June or July, but Christmas is a beautiful and wonderful time of cheer and happiness. That's right, Glenn, and nowhere in the Bible are we commanded to remember Christ's birthday at any specific time. While we are commanded to be baptized, showing Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, and recognize we are buried with Christ and raised from the dead, ready to walk in the newness of life. Also, we have the ordinance of the Lord's Supper, remembering His body was sacrificed and blood poured out for the remission of our sins. And each Sunday, the Lord's Day, we set aside to give to Him in worship and praise as a Sabbath day. As long as we don't let Christmas and Easter become days we appease God with our attendance, I think Christmas is a wonderful time to stop and remember that we have a special day like this that changes our eternity. Yes, Linda, people wishing good cheer and happiness is a very pleasing thing. I really love this time of year. I especially love the music of the season. And as we look at the music of this season, discovering the songs that our ancestors ancestors sang at Christmas time, it's always fun and it gives us insight into their Christian faith. God rest you, merry gentlemen, is one of the favorite Christmas carols in the English speaking world. God rest you, merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save poor souls from Satan's power, which long time had gone astray. And it is tidings of comfort and joy. From God that is our Father, the blessed angels came, and to some certain shepherds with tidings of the same, that he was born in Bethlehem, the Son of God by name. Now when they came to Bethlehem, where our sweet Savior lay, they found him in a manger, where oxen feed on hay. The blessed Virgin kneeling down, unto the Lord did pray. With sudden joy and gladness, the shepherds were beguiled, to see a babe of Israel, before his mother mild. Oh, then with joy and cheerfulness, Rejoice each mother's child. Now to the Lord sing praises, all you within this place, like we true loving brethren each other to embrace. For the merry time of Christmas is coming on apace. The first printed version of the song appeared in 1760 when it is referred to as Tidings and, tidings and Comforts and Joy. The melody was first in print in 1829, though it was likely used long before that. The melody and lyrics were first published together in 1833 in a collection titled Christmas Carols, Ancient and Modern, compiled by William Sandy. God rest ye merry, gentlemen, has been a traditional Christmas carol since the mid-18th century. This may be due to Queen Victoria's love for carols, 
which found their way into the Angelical Church and soon spread to America and Europe. The upbeat melody also helped to keep the popularity of the song alive. No matter when or how, God rest you, Mary, gentlemen, originated, no matter whether we have the tune first associated with the text, it's a good tune, and a text with a message that resonates throughout much more than the five centuries the carol, carol may have existed. William Studwell originally wrote the third and fourth lines, which were, For Jesus Christ our Savior was born upon this day. Shortly, however, a variant began to appear. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. Both versions are still found today. It is written that each village seemed to possess its own variation of this carol, a statement echoed by John Houghton in Christmas Carol, ancient and modern, with regard to the text of this carol. I may think that nearly every town in England at each succeeding Christmas supplies us with a variation. Charles Dickens referenced the song in his classic, A Christmas Carol. The song describes how Jesus has come to save us from Satan's power when we were gone astray, which is an appropriate theme for all mankind and epitomized by Scrooge. No one knows who originally wrote this song. The song we sang today has a completely different meaning than at the time it originated and has undergone many changes over the years. The song we say today does not have the same meaning as it did in the, in, to the English peasants. In earlier times, songs of joy and happiness were not allowed. English watchmen probably learned God rest you, merry gentlemen, by memory from singing min minstrels. Minstrels had limited opportunity to visit and work in other towns besides in their own residence, and that would be one kind of opportunity for new tunes to spread throughout the country. Ace Collins wrote God Rest Ye Mary, Gentlemen's lyrics, revealed that the song's unknown writer knew the story of Jesus' birth well. He included the high points of the gospel throughout the carol's verses. The writer also fully understood the power of Christ and what his arrival meant to all who embraced it. In addition to a variety of words, associated with this carol, there is also tremendous confusion on the meaning and even the punctuation of the first line of the carol. Of the words in the title, modern English retains the original meaning only of God. It no longer has separate second person singular and plural, but we can recognize ye as the plural you easily enough. Notice that rest is a verb with ye or you as a direct object. It has nothing to do with ease, resting, or taking time off from activity. In early English, it had the meaning of keep or cause to be. Merry did not mean jolly. It meant mighty, strong, or great. Gentlemen did not mean men with good manners. Gentlemen were the lowest rank of the gentry, the ruling classes. They were very likely descended from some baron's youngest son. 
The meaning of the first line is therefore something like, God keep you or make you aristocrats great. The real meaning of this verse comes from the line, Remember, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. Regardless, therefore, of the social class or distinction, the divine power shown in the miraculous birth far outweighs anything that could disturb or dismay any of us. As the carol reveals, there is a spiritual battle against evil, yet our hearts should not be troubled. As the words of the song say, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us from Satan's power. Surely this news should keep believers in good spirits. It is a true tiding of comfort and joy. We're constantly reminded to keep Christ in Christmas and to remember the reason for the season. And, of course, we should. But we must also keep Satan in Christmas and not skip too lightly over the lyrics that mention him. For he and the forces he embodies are an integral part of the story. It utterly transforms the way we understand Christmas and our world when we also hold in our minds a keen awareness of the darkness into which Christ came and still must come for our sake. Thankfully, as mighty men and women, we can make a difference this Christmas by living out our faith before the world. Amid the holly and the tinsel, we can tell people about the true meaning of Christmas, that Christ was born on Christmas Day so that he could die for us, giving us an opportunity to live forever in peace with God. God rest you, Mary, gentlemen, is more than a Christmas carol. It's a rallying song for Christians to show the world at Christmas time things aren't always what they appear to be. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publish peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publish salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. It's taken from Isaiah 52, 7. An angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you glad tidings and joy, which shall be to all people. It says in Luke 2.10. And then in the refrain of this song, O tideth, O tidings of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. O tidings of comfort and joy. The human heart is often weighed down, and we know that many struggle with seasonal depression. But amid and even despite the sadness that comes from this cursed world, we can be made joyful. The tidings of comfort and joy, the good news of the gospel, is the grounds by which God can arrest us in joy. How blessed we are. I can never say it enough. It's no wonder that heaven exploded in song and joy in the announcement of the Savior's coming. Jesus, our Savior, left the glory of heaven in the place of paradise, to enter a fallen, broken world, and was cursed to live the hardships of life here. On earth he had to be tempted, tried, 
and treated as the worst of worse. To never sin and live a perfect life. So many times in life I've come to the question, why? The Bible tells us, of course, He loves us. And I know this is the answer to that question, but it's still a puzzle to me how he loves this old sinner this way. Each time I think it through, I remember he made us in his image, something he did, not me. That has to be it, because all I had to offer him was failure and a broken spirit. He breathed into me an eternal spirit worth redemption. Thank you, Jesus. This spirit is the essence of who I am. And because he loves me, he became my sin and suffered my punishment to redeem me from an eternal damnation. Oh my, what a Savior. That is what Christmas is all about. The baby Jesus was a Christmas gift to us from God. Our greatest ever Christmas gift. Oh, how we need to realize our condition. We're hopelessly lost and bound to hell forever because of what we have done. We have all sinned and fell short of the glory of God. We're hopeless. The Bible says, He that believeth not is contemned already. That's our condition. There's none righteous, no, not one. There is nothing we can do in ourselves to redeem this. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the light, and no man comes to Father except by me. God wants us to recognize our condition and be contrite. He wants us to have a change of heart, turn to Him for our salvation, and trust Him to carry it out. Believe on Him. Rest in His work in you and not in anything you can do. Will you enter into His rest right now this day? Now, Glenn, would you play God Rest You Merry Gentlemen on the tenor sax for us? I would be delighted.
We are so grateful for you guys to listen to our podcast of music. Without you, it'd become useless to be doing this, wouldn't it? We are thrilled when folks tell us they heard our podcast and our music, and that we're blessed. Thank you so much. YouTube and search for Glenn and Linda Dawson. While you're there, select like, subscribe, and notification buttons so you'll be notified when our videos come out. Also, it'll help us in our effort to partner with YouTube. YouTube gets advertising money for showing the videos on their platform, and they share that money with them content providers when they're in the partner program. Our program is part of the Glen Austin Evangelistic Association. We're a 100% nonprofit organization dedicated to sharing Jesus with everyone. All our finances go 100% directly to this ministry. All of the workers for our program are all volunteers. God be with you. Goodbye for now.